Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. On tonight's show, a sports show regular and a sports show debut. I'm Mick Bradley. He's back. And we are live on FM, DAB and around the world online. And now, of course, on Instagram and getting very close to 200 likes. We are the renowned, the one and only Radio New at Sport. Let's face it, there couldn't be two of us. Newark Lawn Tennis Club doubled their trophy count at this year's Knotts LTA Awards as they took home the league winner's trophy for last summer in the short format ladies game. That doesn't mean, Tony, you have to be a short format lady. It's um, not quite like that. And uh, which was collected by Captain Lynn Hare and team member Jill Pinder. The Men's Division 5 award for their championship collected by top seed Sam Smith and James Lyack. Well done to everybody at the Lawn Tennis Club. A three sets to love victory by the Grove Squash Club. Chairman Paul Drury couldn't stop his team losing 4-2 to Trent Bridge last Friday. The Grove 2s remain second, though, in the Knotts Division 3. A tough weekend for young BMX star Finley Cranage at round two of the National Series. Crashing out in his first moto and two seventh places meant he missed out on the quarterfinals on both days. And Newark Castle Cycling Club put forward three of their young riders to race in the HUP Spring Circuit Series Round 1 at the National Bowl in Milton Keynes on Saturday with Jet Deterp finishing an excellent second in the under-10 boys. Older brother Jude finished 16th in the under-14 boys while teammate Samuel Mercott finished in 21st place. And finally, Collingham's footballs were the victims of a very late postponement last night. They were already travelling to Scunthorpe to play Appleby Frodingham when the home side announced the game was off due to a waterlogged pitch. Didn't think it rained that hard last night. Me thinks pitch preservation, but there again, I wasn't there. And you certainly wouldn't get Jerry doing that at Station Road. We normally do the back pages at the moment, Tony, but we're not doing the back pages. We're going to do them later on because our guests have got to uh, to rush off at quarter, at quarter to eight for a bit of one-to-one football tuition. Either that or watching the Scouses on television. I'm not sure which one of the two it is because one of them certainly is a Scouse fan. The, the, yeah, the, and he's looking red already. The, these Asbos are such cruel things. They are, they are, aren't they? So <laughs> let's get straight on to talk, talk to our guest. As I said... We have um, two young lads tonight who have just arrived back from Arizona. Um, they went over there with the Boston United under-19 team. Only the two under-16s, the whole squad, those three, was they? But the two important ones. Um, it's going to be a very short show, isn't it? If, if what goes on in Arizona stays in Arizona, we might as well go home now. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it won't, knowing these two. Um, <laughs> one of them that you will know very well, you'll know him that well, he was actually our, our guest of the year um, for 2019. And I have a feeling um, you'll know the other one very soon because like all goalkeepers I know, once he starts talking, I've got no doubt he'll never shut up <laughs> because that's exactly what... Harry Chapman is. He is a goalkeeper. Harry, just come a bit closer to that mic, if you would. Um, first visit to Sport HQ, so we do welcome you and uh, hope you have a good uh, 45 minutes with us before you go off to watch Liverpool with him. <laughs> um, <laughs> tell us a bit about yourself, because I know you're a goalkeeper. He's told me you're a goalkeeper, but let's have a bit of a Harry Chapman background. So, uh, knew it, lad. I grew up playing Fernwood. Played there for eight years. And then I... Got scouted by Mansfield Town, went over for a trial, got lucky, got in, 
won the National Cup with them, played at Port Vale's ground. Then went over to Scunthorpe for a trial, was there for about three months, didn't get in, South Football Works. And then I joined Boston last November, or two, a year, a year and a go. So about a year and four or five months been in Boston now. It's been good. Did When did you go to Mansfield and what age was you? 13, maybe 14. So before then, who, who was you? Who was, was you with? Fernwood Foxes. Yours, yours, yours yeah. at Fernwood Foxes. Yeah. I just... <laughs> it intrigues me. So when you're playing on in 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 the back four just just yeah just shot them mics around there for a minute when you're you're you're, you're playing in, in the back four because i mean he's got to for a 16 year old he's got a deep voice when you're a keeper i take it you get out of the way yeah i do yeah it's but, normally me and him are telling everyone what to do very yeah. uh, very quickly uh, at attend i take it you are 16 yeah you 16, are 16 yeah. um the thing about keepers i've always found natural ability yes it's the ability to to talk we we talk you you don't sure i up. mean you know gary you know gary atwood yeah. you probably know yeah. gary atwood yeah. when we took gary atwood to to flow serve the natural ability was oozing no problem whatsoever but you could not for the life of you get him to talk it was mute and it took two three years to get him to express himself after that of course there's been no stopping him you know he's, <laughs> he's, he's made up for time but he says you, you, you don't shut up, but are you, are you a commanding keeper, yeah. voice-wise? Very often come off the pitch with uh, no voice left, to be fair. Just get get heard. There's less what I have to do, isn't it? I, I always find the best person to orchestrate everything is the keeper. And you have got to be in charge in that box. It's no good him being in charge. You have got to take charge, but you've got to tell them you're taking charge. Yeah, make sure you're heard, because if, if you're not being heard, anything can happen, really, can it? Especially when you're playing at the back of me. Which is true. <laughs> um, <laughs> just want to take you back to Mansfield and, and Port, Port Vale, because I, I, I have this bugbear about professional clubs taking youngsters and 99 out of 100 are just tossed to one side again. So as a 13-year-old, a 14-year-old, you know, you have, you've got the tracksuit, you, you know, proudest moment of your life, you know, you're sort of, look at me, I'm, in, you know, in my professional football club's tracksuit, and then they just decide one morning to to tell your dad that, sorry, we don't want him anymore. It's harsh, isn't it? It is, a harsh life, that's, with Man- I left Mansfield myself, so I didn't actually, but with Scunthorpe, it's like, it's very hard at the time, like, like to come to terms with it, and it's like, it was a decision whether to like carry on and like follow a dream, or it's like fall back on it and give up. But it's it's all about being motivated and getting back back into your stride to then progress even further with your career. It must hurt though. Yeah, yeah. It's got yeah, to hurt, time, hurt yeah. you that you know. Yeah. I'm not wanted. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. At the times like re- rejection, and it's just it's gutting, but it's football. So. You find yourself at Boston. Yep. And just tell me a bit about how you find life playing for Boston. At the moment, and since I've been there, it's been really good. Uh, I've had lots of opportunities with uh, the under-19 squad. Uh, last year, when I was under-15s, I played up for the under-16s for the remainder of the season. Just really good opportunity-wise, like with the Arizona trip. It's like not many 15, 16-year-olds get to go across to Arizona to play for the under-19s, do they? It's just a surreal experience at the minute. I mean, I mean really enjoying it. We'll talk about the Arizona trip in, in, in a couple of minutes. Mr Burkett! Now then. We're, we're not going to be as nice to you because y- you're a regular. Um, <laughs> all right. When you go on social media yeah, and tell the world that you're in Cheshire to play a, a cup quarter-final and... Everything in the garden is rosy. Yep. Sometimes and, garden dies. And when you when you tell the world you're going to Hull Beach for a cup semi final, yep. the world wants to know how you got on. So shall we start off with those two results? Oh yeah, of course. Right. Because you've not mentioned it <laughs> on social media. Right. Uh, yeah, so we went 
we decided the three Newark boys would stay in a hotel overnight. Alfie Price, Harry Chapman and Josh Burkett. Biggest mistake of my life. Uh, it was about 11 o'clock at night and I wake up and Alfie Price is there singing and everything before we've got a game in the morning. Sort him out. He don't mess around anymore. Give him a few clips. He's alright. <laughs> Get to the game and everything. Yeah, start playing and everything. Yeah, everything's going alright. They score. They score again. We score. Comebacks on. And then uh, they have the flukiest break. <laughs> Typical scarces. Flukiest break. Text deflection. Goes in. Game done. Knocked out of the cup. Simple as that. Game's you're done. Miss, you're missing the point here. The point is, why Knocked am out. I finding this out two weeks later? Because I don't want to put it on social media. <laughs> I was upset. Be humble in defeat. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> I'm not humble in it defeat. He takes after his granddad when it comes to can't take defeat. I like losing. <laughs> we had in here um, last night, uh, as you well know, yep. f- four of your, your fan club uh, and, and your... <laughs> and, <laughs> and what I used to call a PE teacher... But now we have to call him the Director of Youth and Community Sport. A PE teacher. A PE teacher, yeah. yeah. Um, a PE teacher. And I said, well, obviously, you must know Josh Burkey. And the reply was, ain't his granddad fantastic? Ain't, oh, I, I could talk to his granddad <laughs> all day. I said, well, do you realise who you're talking to when he's talking about legends? Because that's the man with a hardest shot ever in Newark football and he is a foot Newark football oh, and legend shot I come along no <laughs> <laughs> and this and your name was never mentioned again it was all grandad yeah that's what normally happens <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's got a cushy right foot <laughs> <laughs> oh br- br- brilliant um okay you both answer this one if you like you the two cups that you was hoping you was going to go well in I mean, the quarterfinal in the National yeah, Cup, be fair, it, it's th- not bad yeah, for Boston we did, United. We, we did all right in the quarterfinals. We'll take that. That's all right. We can accept that. But then we got knocked out of the County Cup, or the semi, well, semi-final of the County Cup, which was hard to take. That was a hard one. That was on Sunday. Still haven't recovered from that. Yeah, that was, uh, hard. That that was, was hard. Extra time. And um, you've got an excuse. Oh, how he wasn't playing. He's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. still got in from the sideline watching in. Like, you can't do anything to impact on the pitch. So he wanted it anyway. <laughs> not right. but it's, it's just gut and feeling like we expected to get to the final but on Sunday just won our day no you must have been, I mean going back in the earlier rounds of course you you played with probably the man that you'll give you a lot of credit for your football Gary yeah I know you played against his team didn't you? That, I mean we talked about this in, in the past and it must have been hard the hardest thing for me after that Link United game was uh going up to the Lincoln City lads who had been released from Lincoln City and shaking hands with them because when I first signed for Boston we used to play Lincoln City a lot and they was like our rivals so having to go up to them and shake hands and look them in the eyes and say well done because that, <laughs> that was hard and like the centre half I used to play with at Boston he was, a, he was playing against us and obviously me and him don't get on anymore because like I come in he went out and then they beat us it was like yeah this has happened it's not good it sounds more like his granddad every time I talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> so you was a tutored boy then, was you? No, John Hunt. John Hunt. Well, well there you go. Quality school. Say, same yeah. as me then. You was a, a. What are you saying? Well, that? I was saying. You know, <laughs> he's from Leeds Primary, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, he didn't go to school. He went to Yorkshire. <laughs> Call it Boston, so, those days. <laughs> so, so John Hunt boy going on to Newark Academy. Newark Academy. Yeah. So you're you're Newark Academy star star pupil, and you still still there. Still there, yeah. Still there? Yeah, that's a couple of months now. And what's happening in summer for you? Uh, it's more than likely I'm going to go over to Boston, their college, and with the under-19 squad, carry on through the Boston route. This is the same as you, Josh? Yeah, yeah, hopefully. When yeah. do you find out for definite? Well, we've definitely got that opportunity. We've been offered that, but it's just whether we choose to do that or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, right. Shall we think about it, then? <laughs> yeah, I think... Uh, we will, to be fair. It's just the... It, we're definitely will the football side. It's just the education side of things because, obviously, you can either do a college course with Boston, at Boston College, which is, like, the equivalent of two A-levels, or... And you can still go to university, but that just limits your chances just to sport. Whereas if you do, like, A-levels at school and also play for Boston, it keeps, like, your windows and options open kind of thing. So we're just des- deciding whether to do the education on football with Boston or just the football. 
So the good news for our director and you from community sport is you may be at the Magnus for another year. There's no chance of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they won't have me. No, I did get an impression to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but right, we're going to talk about the, this trip to to Arizona when we come back af- after a quick phone phone call. Um, how did you find out that they'd ask you both? Who was the third one, by the way, from yonder? Bailey Dilly is from Boston. Right. So he's an excellent City player, quality. Oh, so we'll stick with you two then. Yeah. Right. Um, how did you find out then? What? Because, you know, I mean, he, he, he must have been surprised. Yeah. And it's one hell of an accolade. Yeah, it was It was great because obviously Harry was going. Uh, he got told first because they needed another goalkeeper to go. So Harry got picked. And then I started getting uh, like picked to go with the under 19 as soon as I turned 16. And then Lee was like, would you would school let you have a week off? And I'm like, yeah, I think they'll be pleased to let me go for a week. <laughs> so then... Uh, <laughs> I was waving you. And then, uh, yeah, that was it. So, yeah, then we found out where he's going. It was quality. Amazing. How did you find out? Uh, at the start of the season, really, I've been uh, I've been in the squad with the youth team end of last season, helping out and stuff, and we just got a message saying, would you like, would like to come along? It's like, I'm not going to turn it down. Is it something that... You had to fund yourself then, or, or is it? I uh, mean, is, is it all all expenses paid for, ma- or was it the bank of Grandad? No, the vast <laughs> the vast majority of it was paid for. It was two hundred and thirty five quid. I think two hundred and fifty, but like, like, like I said, the majority was like funded by uh, Boston's committee and like hosting events all the time. Yeah. It's like did a really good job yeah, for us. Because I think the flights are like seven hundred, eight hundred quid. I was gonna say that's that, so that's a a hell of an effort from Boston, isn't it? Yeah. yeah so then they paid. Bearing in mind there was a squad of twenty three. 23, 23 yeah. plus five coaches, four or five coaches. So, like, they paid for the majority of it, but obviously the coaches got everything paid for. And we're going to find out all about a boy's own trip to Arizona <laughs> and see if these two behave themselves while there's over there as well <laughs> in a few minutes. I hope Trump's not listening. <laughs> Let's go to the telephones and uh, find out what's been going off in the wonderful world of Not Fast. And of course, that means it's time to talk to Dave. Good evening, sir. Good evening, Mick. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Yourself? Yeah, I'm very good, thank you very much. Good, good. Now, um, what's the what's the week brought not fast? The week has brought quite a few personal bests, in um, all honesty. So, just covering park runs, we have 38 club members over nine park runs on Saturday. Some uh, cheeky little personal bests for Karen Ball, Leanne Lawson, and myself, actually. Um, Sunday, we had four members take part in the Retford Half Marathon. Uh, first back for not fast was Simon Locke getting a new personal best in 1 hour 36.45, followed by Janet Davis, 1 hour 45.25. Chris Redhead got a new personal best in 2 hours and 5 seconds, and Peter Lane came in the rear at 2 hours 17.07. Uh, at Burley House, there was the, um, and in Stanford, there was the Burley 7 road race. Uh, we had Stuart Chase, um, 58 minutes 04, Suzanne Catley, 1 hour 13.10. Lisa Leach, 1 hour 14.28. And Paul Swinburne, 1 hour 18.03. So really only two competitive races over the, the uh, last week. I think there's a, a couple of events coming up this weekend. And, well, who knows what else going forward with all the cancellations. So um, we'll soon see, Mick. Well, we, cer- we, certain- we certainly will, but there's a bit of... There's sunshine up there now, isn't it? The, the birds are beginning to sing. Spring's, spring's on its way, and okay, with everything that's going off around us at the moment, could put a dampener on, en, on en, any event, which includes obviously the London Marathon. And not fast, of course, we'll have members running in the London Marathon. Um, on the face of it, they, I can't see it happening. Can you? Um, I don't know. You know, being being part of the Newark half marathon organizing team you know people and race organizers try their the damn hardest to put on a race but at the end of the day the instruction has to come from the government so with with uh, you know all the marathons that have been cancelled barcelona the paris half Prague, um cyprus i think has just been cancelled um it's not looking very good from london marathon um, but I suppose only time will tell in the next few weeks what their what what the what the plan is. Of course, the the ex not fast superstar um, Adam Holden was going for 
a third on the bounce in Cyprus, wasn't he? He was, he was indeed. And I think uh, when was it, the cancellation was yesterday or today uh, for the Cyprus Marathon, which is due to be held this Sunday. So I think he's a little bit disheartened, but he knows, you know, he's, he's part of organising quite a few races, so he knows what's involved. Um, it's just, you know, it, it's one of those things. It's just, it's just what happens. It is, and thankfully we'll come out the other side and uh, get some sort of normality back in, right. up and running as quickly as we possibly can. We'll catch you again next week, young sir. You will. Thank you, Mick. Thank you. Right, and that's not fast, Dave. There with all, all the news. Right, let's um, let's find out what these two got up to stateside. Show it's a bit like Top Gear going to go, going to um, just remember what happened in Arizona. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> here we go. Okay, um, let's um, start. I mean, do I assume you all met at, at Boston then? And yeah, yeah, so te- team coach and, pro- and proper all all given yeah. pro- proper sort of. We all got given all this. Yeah, yeah. But I don't work. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah we all uh met at boston's ground and then went down to whatever airport stansted or something Heathrow. like that yeah that's the one Heathrow. i think you was taking notice then <laughs> yeah and then uh Not very good memory, got there actually. i couldn't uh what, what can i do i couldn't sign in i couldn't i don't know how to do all that so i was in a bit of a middle uh like i was all self-checking self-checking i wasn't any good at that asking me about china and everything don't have a clue he helped me out a few others helped me out i got in got through Harry, what what's it like to to have on the team? It's not just in the team, just in general. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it strikes me nightmare is probably the word, but yeah. I'll, I'll, you yeah. tell me what it's like to have Josh Burkett as a member of your team. It's a good laugh, but sometimes it's like you can't finish a sentence without him butting in, bless him. <laughs> You know, that's pretty much what the director of youth and community <laughs> sports said. I know, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you went to Heathrow or Stansted or somewhere. Went to an airport. You went, went to an airport. You that, when you got over there, temperatures-wise, is it? It was about 25, wasn't it? Something like that. When we landed, it was about 20. Yeah, but then when we got to the airport, I didn't see him again. I said goodbye to Harry and that was it. I was with a family. Separation. Separation, that was it. Oh, right, so he wasn't all staying oh, no, we together. All, no, 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 we got took by families. So I was with a millionaire. I was loving life. <laughs> Honestly, I got took away by a millionaire when I was in a mansion. It was absolutely amazing. Did you behave? Oh, did I? <laughs> honestly, I was like, yeah, I'll do anything. Yeah. <laughs> I, had a, I had a nanny and everything, honestly. It was amazing. So? I swear, honestly, I'm not okay, I just assumed you'd be all in some sort of youth hostel. No, or, no, or, no, no. He was staying with some family, weren't you? Yeah. And I was with uh, these millionaires. Amazing. Excellent. What, and you all met up again for training? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we'd get, like, there was literally our family for the week, so, like, they'd get told what time we've got to be at training, why, when we've got to be there, where it is, and then they'd take us there, then they'd pick us up, just like your parents would. It's amazing. That's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Um, um, what did you get then? A sort of a two up, two down in, in, down, in downtown, whatever? No, it was spot on. Spot on. The uh, house was amazing. The people were amazing. It was like, staying at home really like just got on with it but it was like very welcoming and it was just like being at home like usually just like the track you like your mum and dad would at home and stuff like that it's just perfect really it was like being at home honestly like i never felt like uncomfortable they made you so like well, well what made me so welcome it was like and, and just do what, whatever you want what right? was it one of the sort of opposition players no it was no it, it's because like they, they had three kids so they had like this lad called sonny who was like 11 and then a lad called Franco, who's like a younger lad, and then a girl called Talia, who's 14, and she's like, she plays for like America, like she's better at football than all of us, wasn't she? <laughs> she's like, so much better. I bet that would irritate. Yeah, yeah, she's a good footballer. And then, uh, yeah, it was just amazing. It's like, so good. Okay, then, so um, let's get the reason you went out there. I take it was to play matches. It was for a tournament, wasn't it? It was yeah. the President Day's tournament. The Yeah, the Yeah, SD is so 41st President Day tournament or something like that. And we played six matches, one it, including the training game? Yes, six altogether, yeah. yeah. Okay, then, so here, here's the big tester. The opposition was? Uh, first game was... We, so we went to training, we got to training, and uh, whilst we was training, it was like the team was playing the next day's under-16s were training on the other pitch. Yeah. So we felt like they was like checking us out a little bit. So we asked them if they won a game, so we played them, and we beat them... 2-0 two two, in the end. 2 or 3-0. And then, uh, yeah, we beat them 2 or 3-0... And then uh, 
the day afterwards we had the college showcase match. And in the college showcase match, we uh, played SD the Souls under 19s. And that was pretty good as well. That was amazing. Yep. And then. Over the, over the weekend, we played. Blue it, Knights. The tournament, yeah, it was Blue Knights, uh, Kansas Rush. Uh, New Mexico in the New third. Mexico. Yeah. Uh, so, no, not being impolite in any way, shape, or form, but. Did you get game time, or was you just making the numbers up? Uh, I got a fair bit of game time, to be fair. I played 40... Me and him both played 45 minutes in the college showcase match. And then we played... Uh, I didn't play in the Kansas Blue game, but I played 45 minutes in the uh, other game, and then, like, just 10 minutes here and there. Yeah, I, I, well, I went as a number two keeper, and I, I didn't expect, gonna expect to play any game time, really. But, uh, over the weekend, I probably played it. I played a fair amount of minutes. Yeah, played a lot, considering like your second choice yeah, goalkeeper. Yeah, someone who plays for the experience first, and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just surreal experience, really. What What was the standard of the opposition? Really good, I thought. Me personally, like they was playing against him as an outfield player. They wasn't the best tactically, but they was all technically so gifted. But if like you watch some of their training sessions, it's all technical. Like they all do stuff like all about the ball being close to the feet and stuff, whereas we're a bit more, like, yeah, direct. Yeah, there's all, there's, there, every team had a solid five, six, very, like, skillful players. Like, there wasn't as as good as us technically on the ball, like, playing between us, but each of them had, like, the skill set. Flair players. And the, there was all, like, fast, skillful. Is that kind of football instead of, like, your typical, like, British keep the ball, play it around. Hoof it up, none of that. I've never seen that. They never did that, did they? No. Never hoof the ball. I think they'd rather lose the ball on the edge of the box and they hoof it away. If everything was so technical, they was also composed on the ball. Are they trained? They yeah. are trained differently. It's, it's crazy. Them. There's no rules. Like, the girl I was staying with and then young lads, they train every night. Yeah, every night. They have night. training. It's ridiculous. You know, like us, like, if, if someone said, oh, we have a training every night, I'd be like, oh, that's way too much for a 16-year-old. This girl was 14 years old and she was trained every day after school. How do they... Ridiculous. ...do their training? Because the thing that has always riled me about youth football, and I don't think it's as bad now as it was a few years ago, is that when you was playing for Fernwood Foxes, I'm not picking Fernwood Foxes out here for one minute, mm. but, you know, every player has got a mum or dad or granddad there supporting them mm. telling them what to do yeah push the, you know and hoof the ball out hoof it up the front do that now if you go over to holland or, or belgium and obviously america you're taught to improve your skills mm. rather than win a football match yeah that's yeah. what they are more like if, 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 if you go to rugby mm. My my grandson plays fairly decent standard for his age, un, 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 under 13. But if I ask him at night time what the result was, he hasn't got a clue. Yeah. Because it's not a results-based game. If it's a results-based game, yeah, it's about winning. And if it means hoofing the ball 60 yards up front with five minutes to go to get rid of it, but that's not improving you as a footballer. So all that taken into consideration, are the Yanks teaching them how to play soccer, as they insist on calling it, rather than play at all costs to win. I think, I'd, I'd say so, yeah, like, each, like, players, like, they have, like, one-on-one -on -one sessions all the time, so it's all about the progression of the players, where I think here, over here in Britain, it, that's coming through, but especially me, sometimes I don't focus on my own game as focus well. Focus on other people, don't I you? focus on the win, yeah. Now, just take you in particular, then. Because it is the specialist position. And it's no good you going training and running around the football pitch half a dozen times and and doing press-ups and learning how to take a corner. You need a goalkeeper there with you. Yeah. I take it at Boston United, then you have got... You are taken to one side and they, you have the specialist coaching. On match days, there's two keepers, so we do it between ourselves. Obviously, we've guided from the training but recently uh, the keepers our keeping coach has left to go out with uh, the army he's been like dispatched somewhere so we don't actually have one at the minute but 
do that every Thursday. We have a coach go for a session and then we'll go back to the team and pack a mini game or something like that so we're ready for the weekend. So let, let, let's go back to to America. So you both got both got game time and it sounds like you both really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was just everything about it made it amazing for me. Like obviously the football was great and the places where we was playing was good. But like the experience, like one day me, Harry, Bailey and Jaden, like the the, well, the four youngest lads there, we got a like we just went we went out didn't we with yeah with our family with, the family with, looked at me and Bailey or with their family we went out with them and we went like to like just seeing America it's like amazing like we literally did so much in a yeah, day we didn't went we hiking went to all like the big like is it Car- the Cardinals football stadium yeah like one of the like in Arizona fo- it's a massive honestly sixty thousand is massive it looks massive and like everything about this like we did so much and like the shopping like even going to like the shopping mall like things like that. So much different to here. It's amazing. I can't like if you ever get a chance to go to America or Arizona, do it because it's so much better than here. <laughs> what do you think, Mr. Smith? Well, it's it's basically um, <clears throat> it, it's it's interesting hearing Harry about the the vocal side of a goalkeeper mm. because I went to uh, Gainsborough Trinity uh, to watch uh, a goalkeeper called Malcolm Rigby. I don't know if you come across the name. He was it was, it was, it was on Forest Books. Uh, for many uh, years, and uh, but basically, uh, I stood behind his goal when he was uh, an England schoolboys trial at Gainsborough, and I stood behind his goals in both half in, 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 in both halves of the game, and he was talking to his back four, but he was also talking to his midfielders, and he was talking to his forwards as well. And it, it was like doing a commentary of, of the game, telling everybody where they were and what they should be doing. And it was an absolute eye-opener for me. I mean, I've been involved in football for donkey's years, but I've never stood behind a goalkeeper before and heard that sort of command of a game. And that's before he was doing anything like instinctive saves or, or catching crosses. He was, it just bossed the game from, from his six-yard box. Absolutely incredible. Josh has told us where he wants to end up. So, Harry, the same really question as I always ask, ask Josh. You're getting your life panned out. I think you've pretty much made your mind up that you're going yeah. um, with Boston next se- season. Um, if you keep your education going in Newark <coughs> or at Boston, that that depends. You. That 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 remains to, to be seen. How important? It's no good asking him this question. How important <laughs> to, to you then? is the education side of it because you, you you've already seen that football can be a very yeah fickle business you know you're a hero one day and you're out the next yeah 100 percent. i think you got to keep the education going because obviously anything can happen at any sort of sort of moment so so when i go into looking at the boss at the minute i'm going to do a, like a science sport degree and like a personal training uh, level two as well so if football doesn't go there then i've got my personal training level two and become a gym instructor and work my way up that way that's how how good are, are boston united because i say i i criticize the big big boys if you like the for you know the forest and sheffield united in the past it's probably changed now but in in the past i, I have criticized them mm. how good are, are, are boston united into embracing you into looking after you because apart from that and the second part of the same question is that I'm assuming you have to go to Boston, what, once, twice a week? We train in Sleaford, uh, Carl's Grammar School, twice a week. Twice a week. So, in your case, father um, knows the road by now to Sleaford. Yeah. Oh, I could take you there right now, to be fair. <laughs> take to Boston. Yeah, I know. I can get that. And, and the away matches, is that a coach job, or is that find your own way? It's pretty much find, find your own way. Yeah, so, somewhere special. if it wasn't for granddad in his case father in we always travel case. together we do you always travel together yeah when we go away it, it wouldn't be possible without it, it's not possible is no, it no, and, and no. do you i mean i don't know did you see how, how the americans do it did they just sort of turn up eagle to pig or tea and half a dozen cars or no 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 same as us like because it was all like elite teams there was all very uh like professional like there was all playing for professional places and professional clubs in America. So it's like, same as over here. Because I, I, I have this, this, you know, this, this great thing that I always go on about, that 
you might be the best goalkeeper that Newark's ever produced. But if you hadn't got, in your case, Dad to drive you around the countryside... Never happened. It ain't gonna happen, is it? No. No. And, and I think that that's a fairly poor indictment in the way we look after our youngsters. Yeah, that's one thing I'd say as well. But it's the same with everything, isn't it? If you, it's not fair, but it's the way of the world kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I know it sounds horrible, but if you ain't got anyone to take you there, you're not going to get there, are you? You're not going to get there, and you can be, a, you can be the best player, the, in the best world. in the business. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't stand a chance, do you? No. And again, I go back to the likes of Dutch and the Belgium that take them. What you're going to do now at 16? They're they're doing at 10. Yeah. Mm. And, and taking them away and making them better, better sports. People. And then you can argue: should we? Should you at 10? go to what is effectively boarding school yeah but you've also got the the harrowing statistic that of every young footballer that goes through the entire process of dad granddad's support family support unit and all the rest of it and then gets to play for england schoolboys you know at wembley against scotland out of every 400 international schoolboys only one makes it in terms of a a top Premier Division star, mm. and that, that's that's a horrific statistic. For for every one that makes it, there's 399 broken dreams. That's yeah. horrible. But the, but as as Harry keeps saying, that's football. That's yeah. a game. You know, it's it's nothing you can do. Like, I think as long as you go for it and you have no regrets, yeah. then you can't say anything else. Like we've got a lad at our youth team at the minute, uh, who two years ago was playing for England, and he's absolutely quality. It's like it's like. You just got to work with what you got. I think anyway. Let, let's just mention the third one from from Newark, who's who's not in in tonight. But I've watched Alfie Price bang the goals in for for RHP for years upon year upon year. And Alfie to me is an old fashioned centre forward. Yeah, yeah. Get yeah. out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he, he love that. He yeah. love that. Is yeah. that is that sort of centre forward? Maybe he's not listening there. He almost. Is it? Is just gone like this? He almost. <laughs> but you know, he can bully his way. Yeah. Um, into it, and I'm not at all surprised. And Gary wasn't at all surprised. No. When 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 someone come in for it, I just, I just wonder: is there still room in the modern day game for? As An old-fashioned centre for Greg Smith, exactly. That's same as this is Greg. That's all yeah. I call him, Greg Smith. That's yeah. who he is. That, you've hit the nail on the head. Yes, I think a hundred percent, really, because it. Even you look at the top teams now, like you get your strikers, small, fast ones, but nine times out of ten, like even in the Premier League, you still get that striker. For instance, Olivier Giroud, big. He's bully, still bullies centre half and scores goals every week, doesn't Destroyed he? Dini. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Look at Dini. He absolutely yeah. destroyed yeah. Van Dijk and Lovren. He destroyed her. So, uh, how is um, is Alfie? Yeah, he's all right. He's going on really well. Yeah, he's doing well, bless him. <laughs> yeah, because of course he his his brother could well Holly be trying to yeah. take your mantle on as the town's best goalkeeper. Loves it, doesn't he? Another top lad as well, Arley is, yeah. Mm. Is he still at Derby? Yeah, yeah. still there, he's oh, getting on really well, yeah. 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 yeah, poor lad though, at Derby, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> well, you do have to feel, you do have to feel for, for him, yeah. Yeah. don't you? But, but Al, um, Alfie is, is, is doing well. He's doing really yeah. well, yeah. Yeah. scoring a lot of goals. Yeah. I, say, I, I keep thinking back to the days when you all played for Gary, it was... Yeah, I'm thinking of the days when them two used to beat us in cup finals. Fernwood versus RH. Two in a row. Two in a row. Two years in a row. Yeah. <laughs> League and Cup double. But you see, as Gary says, and, and, and I'm sure you man at, at Fernwood Foxes will say, they've done their job and yeah. passed you on. To better things, yeah. To, to better things, to the next level. Yeah, that's... Uh, and the, the, the right thing to do is wish you all the best and, you know, send us a shirt when you're playing for the first I think that's, that's what they're going for. And uh, when you're coaching a young team, like, you don't start coaching a team oh I'm going to have these until they're adults I think the aim is you're coaching them to help them progress and if I was a coach and I saw one of my players sign for a club then it's like a, a proud moment isn't it like you've helped them develop to get to that stage and I think that's how it should be really yeah because I think there's a few coaches out there who want to keep hold of their players Mm-hmm. Like you, let's say, like you're under nines, and someone and, comes and that, in for someone, and, and they that can't keep be them. right, can it? No, but no. you just got. I think if I was a coach, like Harry said, and someone came in for like my under nine centre forward, 
if, 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 if another under I mean in, in rugby at the moment there is one team in Nottingham that's going around the whole county and beyond pinching the best players yeah for them. now that's not that's a sideways move yeah and that to me I wouldn't agree with in youth sport going one step higher I do agree with yeah you're yeah. off to one to one training now which is what we said happens abroad and yeah. it, it's happening a li- it's now thankfully happening a little bit more because i would suggest you're going to get more out of the next hour than you probably get out of a normal training session. yeah uh yeah that's what it's like i say when i've watched coaches do one-on-one sessions especially abroad and the first time i've probably seen it was when we went to liverpool academy and we've seen uh like the liverpool lads absolutely getting pasted by like three coaches they're like yeah. one lad and three coaches and it's like constant and that's where i first got introduced to it Great. Yeah, but thanks for having us anyway. No, you've got, you've got to rush off now. So, Harry, thank you for your first Thanks. time. I'm Thanks sure it's much. not going to be. I'm sure it's not going to be the last time. And yes, we'll see you again very soon. I've got absolutely no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> see you thank later, you. boys. See you later, yeah. boys. Thank you so much. <laughs> the whirlwind that is Josh Burkett has now left Radio <laughs> New Sport and yeah. taken the wonderful Harry Chapman yeah. with him. Will Harry be as good as Gary Atwood, who I maintain is New York's best ever? goalkeeper but there again I was, I was I'm slightly biased I was passing the school the other day and I couldn't understand what all that bunting was, was for but I, I, I understand now uh, okay <laughs> obviously the teachers put it up didn't they we've been here before and I've no doubt we're going to go lots more times the French League Cup final between Paris Saint-Germain and Lyon initially scheduled don't look like that Mr Smith for the 4th of April has been postponed due to you know what a new date will be set depending on the evolution and of both clubs' future in European competitions. All French League One and League Two games would now take place um, behind closed doors until April the 15th. France has banned gatherings of more than 1,000 people in a bid to contain the virus. Manchester City's Premier League match with Arsenal tonight has been postponed as a precautionary measure after several Gunners players are in self-isolation after meeting the Olympiacos and Forest owner who hasn't since contracted the virus. Two members of the Haas Formula One team and one from McCallan are self-isolating after being tested for the virus. At the Australian Grand Prix in Melbourne, the personnel were tested at a medical centre after showing sim- symptoms. It is uh, staying in their hotel room as a precaution. Rangers have announced tonight that um, the Europa League match next week um, will take place behind closed doors, even though I think the last count of... Um, in Scotland was 24 of people who's been tested positive for it. Yet Liverpool are playing Atletico Madrid tonight in front of a full Anfield. Whereas PSG are playing Dortmund, as I've said, in front of an empty national stadium. Yeah, I, I think um, unless you have got far more medical qualifications than you and me or you, you, you or me will ever have you can't really comment on the situation um, but as a 60 year old man uh, with a, a severe heart condition I'm not too worried about it you know I mean that's just from my very personal point of view you know I mean you know if the bus is going to eat you it's going to eat you and all this cancellation of events, I don't see really what difference it's going to make. And the advice we've got from the government is wash your hands regularly. Well, surely, you know, any decent sort of human being does that already. You know, I, I cannot really understand. On Monday night, I mentioned uh, the uh, phrases chicken licking and overreaction, and nothing has really changed. And, you know, if you are very, very old, and if you've already got a life-threatening disease, and you contract, you know, the coronavirus, you can't just blame it on the virus, you know. The Forest players have all tested negative for it, which will lead you into a comment about they couldn't even catch... I, 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 I don't think it's right to make light of something that has killed so many people. So, um, I, I, as I say... I've not got the medical knowledge to back up anything that I might say about it, but I just think overreaction is absolutely shocking. And the fact that the supermarkets are selling out of toilet roll and sort of... Hand, that, hand the word stuff, is pathetic. It is just, it's not shocking, that is pathetic. It is just unbelievable the way that the country's been as, as ground to a halt 
I mean, mean, at least uh, it makes a change from snow. Neither of us, do- neither of us are, are, are doctors. Neither of us are in the remotest trained. One of us is one of us is trained to be a journalist. One isn't. Look around. So we we <laughs> really <laughs> we really it. shouldn't even be sitting here commenting no. commenting about it. Um, the argument is sport more important than trying to stop the virus. Well, obviously it isn't. Mm. Um, that that is obvious. Cheltenham's gone ahead this week. Crufts went ahead last week, and nobody knows where this is going going to take us. But let, we are a sports show, so let, let's talk about sport. Um, let's talk about football because if it's decreed that we go down the same lines as the the French, this could be the final nail in the coffin that probably is the wrong terminology <laughs> yeah this could be the yeah. final nail in in the coffin <laughs> for an awful lot of our professional football clubs it could be the final coffin in the nail <laughs> but no it's, it's basically liverpool have waited all those years to try and win the premiership and now they're eventually going to do it in front of a empty house would it not be magnanimous of liverpool to say to, to let's, tra- give, let's give it to Forrest. Yeah. <laughs> to 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 Tranmere and said, right, we'll help you. Or Manchester United or Manchester City to the clubs around Manchester and Forrest to County and that sort of thing. Say, right, you know, we're all in this together. We're all part of a family of football clubs. Financially, we're going to help you pay the wages while if you can't get, if there's no income. Yeah, but that's never going to happen because it's not about accruing points these days. It's about who's got the most money and they're not going to share the money because it's all about sort of a money-making business. And that would be the human way of dealing with things. But when you're talking big business, humanity goes out the window. The SPFL, the Scottish Football League, has warned Scottish clubs there is no pot of money to help them should games have to be played with behind closed doors. Um, no matches in Scotland have yet been affected. All well, Copenhagen, I know the Rangers one has. The league body has written to clubs advising them to examine their insurance arrangements. Well, in fraud, their insurance <coughs> arrangements um, do not include what's happening now. I, I think if Berwick Rangers had to play behind closed doors, we wouldn't really notice any difference. So uh, it's, 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 it's not too bad. But, I mean, honestly, it's it's wrong to make light of the situation. But I just looked upon it as the government leading an overreaction. And now it's affecting sporting events. I'm taking a bit of an interest because I just think it is bang out of order wrong. Because, you know, I mean, if you, if you have a football match taking place behind closed doors, it doesn't but mean that... that you that's know, your other argument, Tony. Why bother playing it? Why bother playing it at all? It, it was Valencia, wasn't it, that played behind closed doors last night? And when Valencia scored, the roar from the thousands of supporters that was outside the ground, mm. listening to it on the radios, went went up. Now, you may as well have them inside the ground. But, I mean, you've you've got all those people who are going to gather anyway, aren't they? But, I mean, like, sort of, you are, you've got as much chance, if we believe everything that... Um, we read or hear on the radio or television or whatever you've got as much chance of getting coronavirus if you shake hands with somebody as you are if you're standing in a crowd of 80,000 so you know why should it affect reality yeah um but it is the the subject of the of, of the moment and we'll keep yeah. you we'll, we'll keep your breath as well as passing on our uneducated opinions <laughs> yes um <laughs> Very as time goes on, sadly. just one, one quick one that you, I sort of like to say. Yorkshire England spinner um, Rashid Abdul Rashid is hopeful of making a return to red ball cricket, but admits a shoulder injury means he's no idea what time that may. He's one of this group that went and said, "Right, we're playing white ball cricket only." Which to me is, is it is it a deal, Rashid? Is yes, it, yes, yeah. Right, or not Abdul? Well, <laughs> um, that's his brother. Yes, his brother. I, I basically <clears throat> class them as mercenaries when we have our cricket conversations because I think they're just going after the money. Yeah. Um, which, you know, you probably think is what a sportsman should do. Which is I a, don't, yeah. but there well, again, I mean, it's back know. to me being a dinosaur. No, it's, it's just um, 
basically, it's a very short career, and there's not a lot of money around in cricket as opposed to football. You can be a sort of very average footballer and not have to work again, whereas a cricketer, you've got a very short space of time dealing with a very short space of money. So if the white ball offers you a better chance of a sort of future where you can sort of live comfortably, you go for it. There's no room for sentiment. I, I, I can see it, but I don't like it. No. I, I don't like it because, you know, the next thing you're going to be getting is a football match at 90 minutes is too long, so we'll have a 20-minute football match with the goals twice the size. You're getting, you know, we've only got three minutes, so we'll, we'll get into a whole long debate about yeah, circuses yeah. and we don't really want to go... No, it's, go it's, so let me just drop that one completely because we will get back to that one. The, what, the, the, um, the night you missed last night because we've sacked you from Tuesdays at the, mm. at, at the moment with so many fo- football commitments on, on a Tuesday yeah. night. Um, <laughs> it was great, Tony. The Magnus Rowing Club is back. The connection with Newark Rowing Club is absolutely fantastic. But what I was absolutely buzzing last night, four young ladies in this studio, one from Ortonville, one from Poland, one from Hungary, and one from Romania. They all spoke so highly of the Magnus. They all spoke perfect English, and two of them have only been living over here for three years. What a fantastic advert for the new, rejuvenated Magnus Grammar School, yeah. whatever it's called, Magnus Academy these days. To me, yeah. it's always the Magnus Grammar School. But for a school that 10 years ago was going the wrong way very quickly, yeah. those kids, young ladies, were so, so proud to be part of it. Well, I think that's absolutely fantastic. I mean, I, I really wish I could have uh, sat in on that because it sounds terrific. But it's, it's just a, a case of, you know, that is the world that we're living now in Newark. There are people of all different sort of nationalities all getting on perfectly well. And if they all sort of, you know, if, if the younger element all get together at school and learn to love sport together, how fantastic is that? That's you. Oh, well, they all left here sort of arm in arm laughing and so joking right. with each other. It was, it was it just be. absolutely yeah. lovely to see. And, and the director of whatever his posh title is he's coming back he to see us because <laughs> i i use the word superstar too often as you as you keep keep on time mate. <sighs> but this guy seems to play for england oh, yeah, at every single yeah. sport there is it's one of those kids you hate at school isn't it yeah <laughs> he really is and he's a lovely guy and he, he lives in nottingham and he's going to come and he's going to come and talk about him when well, i insist he comes and talk about him because <laughs> from england rugby player as a youth to a footballer to a Wimbledon oh, tennis umpire to a county coach at Nottinghamshire Cricket Club and he's still in his late 20s do us a favour bring him in on a Tuesday <laughs> <laughs> and he is a good guy <laughs> he, 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 he's a nice guy because he's uh, he's tamed Josh Burkett so he, he can't be that bad can he <laughs> Josh and Harry have, I believe have, that when I see it Josh and Harry have ran off to um, either football training or to watch Liverpool I don't think <laughs> We'll ever find out. No, which... I, uh, when we were doing the adverts, I actually asked Josh, and he did honestly say it was football training. <laughs> so I'm sure he said he, he said he's not worried about tonight's Liverpool match against Atletico, and I think the reason he's not worried is because Liverpool are going to win. <laughs> well, that's just I I I, I really hope they do. Uh, coming up next, a man whose weekend was complete by a wonder goal from a Frenchman. There you go. The tune I've just about made Premier League football safe for another season. <laughs> so Doug Hall, our genial Jordy, up next. Radio.